Today's episode is dedicated to helping you address issues with your team, with family members, with anybody you coexist with, and to do that head on and in such a way that puts the issue to rest and advances the relationship instead of hurts it. The reality is in our relationship with others and as leaders in our roles, there is conflict. Conflict will happen. It's not if, it's when. We will have issues with others. We don't want it, but it's going to happen. So we might as well get good at it. And the worst thing that we can do is pretend that the conflict's not happening and become the kind of person that continually steps over it. Because we know even when we step over it, it still is there. And like a boil that needs to be lanced, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So knowing how to have that effective conversation that addresses conflict and empowers others instead of deflates them is an absolute must for anybody in a role of influence and impact and who values relationships. It's why I'm bringing up how to clear conflict and whatever issue you need to clear with a play-by-play method that works reliably in all conversations. This method will work for you in any contentious situation and help you put your issues to bed once and for all. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Whenever I hear others talk to me about their problems, what inevitably happens is by the time they've completed the explanation, they distill it down to a communication problem. And it's not just a communication problem, it's a poor communication problem. Something was left unsaid or stepped over for too long, and now the problem is a real issue and needs to be addressed. But for many of us, we've not been taught on how to have these types of conversations, these candid conversations where we can move into conflict as opposed to retreat from it. I was recently having a conversation with the president of a manufacturing company, and she was telling me about how she was challenged with some issues that she was having with her leadership team, in which roughly half of them were not showing up prepared and productive to the meeting. And she owned that this was part of her responsibility, but she didn't know how to address it and therefore recognize that she was resisting having the uncomfortable conversation. So I am going to walk you through a method that you can use in the boardroom or in the homeroom. You can use it in your classrooms. You can use it in your bedroom. You can use it anytime you're having an issue that needs to be brought to the surface rather than ignored any longer. And to do it in such a way that you are represented as a caring, vulnerable person and that it is able to be heard, to have a conversation that lands and actually can put whatever your issue is to rest. 
One of the biggest problems is that in our conversations that we start to have is there's all these parts to our conversation. We mess with fact and interpretations and stories and judgments and feelings and wants, and they get all combined in this really messy soup and they cannot be heard or made sense of. And so then oftentimes after we've communicated our issue, things are even messier than they were before. Now it's just all this laundry has been aired and there's not a real path or trajectory to resolving the problem. So today, specifically in this seven-part process, is separating out the different parts to the conversation so that they are addressed clearly and called for what they are. Before I give you these parts, though, there's a few things that you can do to lay the foundation and talk to people in a way that they will be able to clearly hear and know what you want going forward. The first thing to do when you're going to bring forth an issue is to come with the intention to support, to love, or to provide what is needed to be said. So it's important to take a minute or two before meeting or even more to prepare and to set the intention. So please help me and provide me with what's needed for the highest good of all in this conversation is something that I often will begin with for myself. It's between me and me. Just don't come to a conversation like this where you're trying to clear your issues unprepared or when you are in a less than positive state. Set your intention. Know what it is that you want by the end of the experience. Start with the end in mind always. That's your first thing to set a strong foundation for the conversation. The second thing is to honor the other person by being vulnerable yourself. You may say, I don't know how this conversation is going to go, but... I'm committed to your success and being in this conversation until we get to a good place for both of us. So that shows your vulnerability. It brings you down to a place where they know that you care and that you see yourself as equal and them as valued in the experience. The third thing is to let others know that you want the real deal. I'm going to be transparent with you. I want you to be transparent with me. If you don't understand something or you think I'm wrong, I want you to tell me that. These are the types of things to lay the foundation with. I'm going to believe that we are going to get to where we are going to much faster if we don't hold back. That's the third thing is show them that you want the real deal, transparency, and that you will pay them the same respect. Remind people of what's working. Here's what's working. 90% of this is working. And let's talk today, though, about the 10% that we need to address to take us to the next level. It's always good to begin with seeing things as they are, not worse than they are, and by framing that. So by having one laid the intention for yourself of what you want to get from the conversation and making sure that you're in the proper state, that's number one. Number two, honor the other person by being vulnerable yourself. Let others know you want the real deal. And then remind people what is working before you address the 10% that's not. Okay, so I'm going to just go through these steps that I have really pulled together, conglomeration of things that I have seen around over my last two decades. And I've put it together in my own way. And I'm also going to support you with how to begin that part of the conversation to make it easy. So the first thing you want to do, the first step is to affirm the importance of the relationship. 
our relationship is important to me and I want to discuss something that's affecting it. There you're setting the stage and you're affirming that they are important to you. If it's your leadership team, if it's your teenager, if it is your spouse, if it is a coworker, wherever. Again, affirm the importance of the relationship. The second step is to set your intention, like I said before, but this time it's a little bit different. You're actually going to articulate your intention. So you have to have one. This is where preparation comes in. My intention for this conversation is to, and then fill it in with whatever you want to have happen by the end. For example, my intention for this conversation is that our relationship is stronger as a result of us talking. Or my intention for this conversation is to be clear about what is needed when you come into our leadership meeting. Our, my intention for this conversation is to let you know how supported you are as we move forward and taking you to the next level. Whatever that is, make sure you're clear of your intention and that you articulate it because then when things go awry, when the car starts leaving the road, you can pull it back by saying, whoa, 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 my intention of this conversation is to. That's always a way to come back. The third step is to state the facts. This is where things start to get messy when we start to bring stories and judgments in. So it's to really keep in this line. You've said how important the relationship is, step one. You've set your intention and declared that to the person, step two. Your third step is to state the facts. The specific facts are less than 50% of the team came prepared having the answers to the questions that were laid out two to four weeks ago. Or you came in 15 minutes late past curfew. You want to just be very clear. Here's what happened. Here's what I've observed. No judgments or stories in this step. Okay? The fourth step, now you get your chance to give your interpretations. This is all about your interpretation, what you are concerned about. So what you might say is, I interpret the facts to mean. Jeff's given the facts. Now I interpret these facts to mean. I'm concerned because to me this means, and then fill that in. Or the story I tell myself when this happens is, or in my opinion, this is just where that place of how you're interpreting. When you don't show up to the meetings prepared, I interpret that as a lack of accountability or disrespect to those who have. So that's where your opportunity is to give whatever your interpretation. When you don't show up on time for a meeting, when you don't show up for curfew on time, whatever the situation is, I interpret that to mean that you don't care. All right, you got the fourth step. The fifth step is to clarify your feelings. When I believe this, I feel, and then give your feeling. I feel disrespected. I feel unheard. I feel unseen. I've had this with people in their marriages. There might be the fact that the specific facts are you've been gone for three out of the last four weekends. I interpret that to mean that you're not concerned with investing in our marriage. Clarifying the feelings, that's the step five that we're on. When I believe this, I feel hurt, sad, alone, whatever it is. Now, step six is where you articulate your role in this, your level of responsibility. So it can't all be put on the other person. I always say you're 100% responsible for 50% of the relationship. So own your role. The way you would say that is my role in this is, 
my part in allowing or enabling this issue is. If it's a child that's confused about their curfew and it's like, well, I, I was almost home on time. My part in is that I've allowed you to be late and not held you accountable. This can be in the boardroom. This can be in the bedroom. This can be anywhere. My part in allowing or enabling this issue is this. Own your responsibility. Then the seventh step is to articulate what it is that you want. What I want is, and ask for what you want to move forward. Be clear in your request. I think this is a place where it can be really easy to tell what you don't want any more of. I don't want you coming in late. I don't want you coming in unprepared. I don't want you causing chaos. But that's the thing. We have to be clear of what it is we do want, not just what we don't want, because the brain only knows that and has that all on its mind. When you say what you do want next, you have to be very specific. Paint a very vivid picture of the ultimate ideal future as it pertains to the issue. If we refer back to the executive and the leadership meeting, it is when we begin the meeting, it's best to be here 10 minutes early. At that time, we can enjoy each other, address each other, and then we will go into, you'll have already been given an agenda, you will have come prepared with any decisions that you need to have made and distilled the information beforehand. We will review each agenda item. I mean, just be very specific and clear, whatever it is that you want, so that people are not left hanging and not left confused. If you really want to clear your issue, you have to be able to communicate in a way that can be heard and it doesn't appear as you're putting it all on the other person, that there's an equal level of responsibility, that though there is judgment, that the judgment isn't off the charts. And that you're expressing your feelings. These are the different parts to this. I'll go through them one more time. Step one is affirm the importance of your relationship. Our relationship's important to me, and I want to discuss something that's affecting it. Bam. That's how you say that. Step two is to set your intention and articulate it. My intention for this conversation is, and share what that is, and you can come back to that. Step three, state the facts. Just the specific facts are. Step four is about interpretation. I interpret the facts to mean. Step five, clarify your feelings. When I believe this, I feel and express your feelings. Step six is to articulate your role. My role in this is. And then step seven is what I want is. What do you want? What do you desire? When you operate from this place of getting your conversation out your communication clear and then listening hearing back and making sure that you've been heard you can say things like tell me what it is you're hearing tell me what it is that you're taking from what i'm saying when you do this you will first of all feel more confident going into the conversation as opposed to resisting the communication which i find is so often the case we just don't know how and then oftentimes we're also concerned that we'll hurt another in the way. One of the things is it's irresponsible not to share and be transparent with others. I love to let people know that, look, I'm going to be transparent with you and I hope that you'll pay the same respect to me. You're never going to guess what I'm thinking. I will always share that with you so you never have to wonder. And I just think that's being kind. In that way, you have 
you know, we, people are putting energy into manipulating conversations or hiding things or storing them away or ruminating. Everything is out there. When you create a home life like that, when you create a culture in your workplace like that, we can really end a lot of the problems that we have. We can address them face forward. We can lean into them. You'll see your productivity and your peace of mind, as well as your relationship quality, dramatically improve. I hope that this has been helpful, and I will make sure that the steps are left in the show notes. In the meantime, go forward, moving forward, leaning into difficult conversations, clear your issues so they're not ruminating on your mind either. And know that if they're on your mind, they're probably on the other person's mind. So be the leader in the situation and address them before they get so large that they can't be disarmed or dispelled, which happens a lot of times in our relationships. I'm pulling for you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.